Moses and got him up from Gilgal unto Gibeah of Benjamin, 1 Samuel 13 and verse 15. And Saul numbered the people that were present with him, about 600 men. Samuel leaves, he's displeased with all the disobedience of Saul. Saul sees his number of men has been diminished because of, of sin. In verse 16, Saul and Jonathan his son and the people that were present with him abode in Gibeah of Benjamin, uh, but the Philistines encamped in Michmash. And the spoilers came out of the camp of the Philistines in three companies. One company turned under the way that leadeth to Orpah and to the land of Shual. And another company turned to the way to Bethorn. And another company turned to the way of the border that looked to the valley of Zeboim toward the wilderness. Watch verse 19. Now there was no smith found throughout all the land of Israel. For the Philistines said, lest the Hebrews make them swords or spears. But the Israelites went down to the Philistines to sharpen every man his share and his coulter and his axe and his mattock. Yet they had a file for their mattocks, for the coulters and for the forks and for the axes to sharpen the goads. And so it came to pass in the day of battle that there was neither sword nor spear found in the hand of any of the people that were with Saul and Jonathan, but with Saul and with Jonathan his son was there found. And the garrison of the Philistines went out to the passage of Michmash. Father, we pray today that you'd help me to preach. And Oh, Lord, I stand in a fearful place, Lord. Well, I just want to mind you, want to do your will. Lord, I want to get out of the way. I want to thank you for the truth of the Word of God that's already been testified through the testimonies of your children. Thank you, Lord, for laying, Lord, the, the uneasiness on Brother Rain's heart. Lord, thank you for putting a burning in my soul. And uh, Lord, I just pray today that you'd help me to be sensitive to the Spirit. Help me to preach nothing more or nothing less than what you'd be pleased with. God, will give you glory for all that you are. We love you. In Jesus' name, we thank you and pray. Amen. You can be seated. <laughs> if the Lord would help me for a little while this morning... I want to preach on that, those, that word there, there was no smith. In the Bible, there's several places that there's no things. And every time, it's, it's a bad thing. In Judges chapter 21 and verse 25, the Bible says there was no king in Israel. And every man did that which was right. In, that's about the way it is in 2023. I'm glad there is a king. And we don't have a right to run, do what we want to do. We should do what he wants to do. And that's what's already been testified. In the book of Ruth, and chapter 1 and verse number 1, there was no bread. Now, we don't have to go to Moab to get bread. We can trust God in the famine to give us bread. Can anybody say amen? In 1 Samuel chapter 3, in verse number 3, the Bible said, Ere the lamp of God had went out, there was no light. There was nobody sensitive to the light and the purpose of the tabernacle in the wilderness and God had to raise up Samuel. Amen. I thank God for the light. I'm glad David was the light of his people. And 1 Samuel chapter 4 and verse 21 through 22, the Bible talks about the ark being taken captive and, and there was no ark. The glory had departed. And then if you looked in 1 Samuel 17 and verse number 10, you'll find out there was no man. There was no man to face the giant. But I'm interested today and the fact that there was no smith. There was no smith. Now the Bible said in 2 Kings in chapter 
24 and verse 14. Listen to what happened when Israel was taken captive. Watch what the Babylon, the enemy, the world did. And he carried away all Jerusalem and the princes and all the mighty men of valor, even 10,000 captives and all the craftsmen and the smiths. None remain save the poor sort of the people. Jeremiah's recounting the fact, Jeremiah 24, 1, he says, and the princes of Judah and the carpenters and the smiths from Jerusalem had they brought back from them to Babylon. And so the Bible tells us there was no smith. That's a serious thing. I thought, Lord, why did did you have the Holy Ghost put in the Bible that there was no smith? And then it says that when they used the mannix and the forks, uh, when they used the forks to dig out roots or, or to work in their garden, whenever they got dull, and they had a file. But when they could only use the file for so long, and then they had to go down to Babylon to get their uh, instruments sharpened. And we're living in a day where Christians seemingly are going to the devil's workshop to get their, amen, getting the devil, they go into the world to get their instruments that God has placed in their hand, amen, to work and to labor and to do a work for the glory of God. And we've got to file. Hey man, we've got what we need uh, how to keep them sharp. Uh, we don't have to go to the devil's crowd. Hey man, to get ourselves sharpened for the work that God has placed us in. Uh, but I, I'm interested. There was no Smith. Now there's a reason why. They wanted to disarm the people of God. They wanted to take away uh, their ability to fight, to war. And so it is with the devil. He wants to take your ability away to be the warrior that God wants you to be. We need a smith. I'm looking at this smith as a type of the preacher. God help us to have some smiths in our day. A smith, a man that doesn't, he doesn't just work with fire. Brother Jared's already testified. He works with water. And if we're going to worship God, then we must worship Him in spirit, that's fire, and in truth, that's the Word of God. Vance Havner said one time, he said, if your sermon don't, every sermon ought to have a little fire, and if it don't have fire, you need to throw it in the fire. I say amen. In our text today, notice with me, notice with me, number one, there is a problem. There is no smith uh, that with no smith is found in our text. That's what the Bible said in verse 19. There was no smith throughout all the land of Israel. If there's no smith, Brother Jared, there is no fashioning. According to Isaiah and chapter number 44 and verse number 12, here's what the Bible says. The smith with the tongs both worketh in the coals and fashioneth with hammers and worketh it with the strength of his arms. Yea, but now he's got hungry and his strength faileth and drinketh no water and is faint. Oh, thank God. Listen, in our text, there is a problem and the problem is there is no smith. We need seasoned smith. We need steadfast smith. We need sure Smith. We don't need little saplings that think they know everything. Amen. 
But what we need is a seasoned Smith, a sure Smith, and a steadfast Smith. We need a strong Smith. But the problem, Brother Jared, in Isaiah is there was a Smith, but the Smith had worked and labored with the strength of his arms, but he had no water to drink. He needed somebody. He was failing in his strength, and he was fainting in his service. It said in Isaiah 44 and verse number 12, he, he drinketh no water and is faint. Oh, God help. We need to strengthen the smiths that we know. I want to strengthen Brother Reigns. I was thinking this, Brother Reigns, when God's a busting my heart over Here's what I thought. That man of God has poured out for years. He has worked with the tongues for years. He has, amen, used the fire and the hammer for years. Uh, Jeremiah said, amen, he said, my word is like a fire and it's like a hammer. And he's used those instruments and the tools of a smith. Uh, but but he, he may be, he's getting older. Uh, and God help me, if you want me to preach, Lord, then help me to give him some water to drink. I want to strengthen the smiths that I know. It ought to be our desire when we see one that's in the fire and his sweat's boiling off his head. Amen. And he's hammering with the hammer and we hear the racket out in the sanctuary. We ought to go up and strengthen him a little bit. Take him a cup of water. Assure him up. Let him get flourished and fed. Amen. Glory to God. We, we need a smith, but we need one that's strong. We need one that's found. We need one that's still fashioning. And we need some that's not feigning. Can anybody help me today? You see, in Isaiah 44, there was a, a smith that didn't have power. When there's no smith, Amen. Found that's a problem. When there's a fainting smith, that's a problem. Amen. But when there's no smith, uh, there's no power. See, uh, oh God, help us. Uh, uh, we need to have the power of God. Uh, uh, that smith cannot work. Uh, amen. Unless the strength of the arm. Hey man, helps him. Hey, he can't do a work without his instruments. He's got to have fire. He's got to be skilled to work with fire. He's got to have wind. Hey man, without the wind, they'll be, hey man, he uses that compressed wind, that rushing wind to stoke the fire. Jeremiah said that we had in our bones, we had a, he had a burn in his bones, shut up in his bones. And sometimes we'll come to church and that fire that's in us has begun to get smothered by our old bones, by our flesh. And we need some old preacher to get in there and light a fire and get down on his knees. And amen, that word of God's a coal. Amen, we need to get it stirred in us again. Get that smith to flame it up again. Get the wind of heaven, the Holy Ghost, to breathe on us one more time. Amen. 
Oh, God, help us. We can't do it in our own strength. But God's gave us the tools, brother. Amen. The fire, the wind, the hammer. I'm glad iron sharpeneth iron. Oh, yes. But thank God there's some oil that blacksmith uses. If you don't have oil, amen, it'll get corroded. It'll start decaying. But what before he ever puts the oil on, he'll set it down in the water. And that sets it solid. Oh, God, help us. You see, oh, my, there's no pyre. And there's no performance when there's not a smith. It's the smith's job to fashion. And one place in the book of Isaiah, in chapter 54, here's what it talks about in Isaiah, in chapter number 54. He said, I have created the smith that bloweth the coals in the fire. And verse 16, and that bringeth forth an instrument for his work. I say glory to God. Hey, God said, man, thank God the will of a smith is to see folks fashioned and formed into an image, not a false image, but into the image of God. The real smith wants our lives to be fashioned, to be formed, to be, man, to fit the mold of Jesus Christ. Uh, but when there's no smith, there's no performance. Uh, oh, that's the will of the smith. Thank God for the work of the smith and the wisdom of the smith. And thank God for the witness of the smith. But did y'all see what I said? And I say uh, 54, it says, I have created the smith. That's the honor of a smith. God created us. It's God that calls uh, a smith to his job. Uh, the heritage of a smith. God's cultivated us. He's given us a work. He's placed us in a place. But thank God the heaviness of a smith. He said in Isaiah 54 that his righteousness I say glory to God is of God. I say hallelujah. Oh God help us as a smith to use the fire. To labor. To work. To get on our knees to pray. I thought about this. God help us to be a good smith. A good smith will feed you. He'll feed the fire. Amen. A good smith fashion you. He'll shake and preach the word of God. He'll use that hammer to get some things out of our life. Flatten and smooth some things. Amen. God help us to be a good smith. He'll fortify you. He'll, he'll make you stronger. He'll see the weak places in your life. Amen. He'll work on you alone. He won't throw you in the trash. He won't give up on you. And God help a good smith won't faint. He can't faint. And we must not fail. It is imperative that we keep doing the job that God has called us to do. Amen. God help us. When there's no smith, there's a problem, church. When there's no smith, there's no power, no performance, no protection. Boy, that sounds bad. When you look over there in that text, Brother Jared looks bad. I mean, it looks terrible. Looks like there ain't gonna be uh, no sword. But somebody had a sword. His name was Jonathan. And you know what Jonathan did? Thank God. Oh, Jonathan, in the next chapter, he went and fought the fight. 
Amen. That devil wants to disarm you. The devil wants to depress you. The devil wants to discourage you. The devil wants you to look out with all everything that's missing, everything that you don't have. I don't know how in the world Jonathan still hit his sword. All I know is he felt like if I've got to hazard my life so I can hold on to the sword, I'm going to keep my sword. I'm not giving up my sword. I'm not going to surrender my sword. And it was in chapter 14 that Jonathan, thank God, went up on his knees. Amen. God used him to turn that wicked crowd amen to their tails and started running. And by the end of chapter 14, Jonathan is eating honey and a honeycomb. I say hallelujah. God's got something sweet on you and for you if you'll just hold out a little bit. Amen. And keep your sword. And we need a, we need a smith that'll keep us sharp. Would y'all say amen? Now that, it looks, it looks bleak. Man, it looks like my, my, man, there's a problem. There's, there's no power. There's no performance. There's no protection when you don't have, see, there ain't no protection. There ain't no sword. That's, that's why they wanted to get rid of the smiths. They don't want them to make swords. But thank God we have a promise. Look over here. Y'all wouldn't believe this. Look over in Isaiah chapter number 54 and verse 17. Y'all just really, you got to see this. See, when there ain't no smith, there's no fire. I thought myself, Lord, it's this little thought. Hey, man, I, I wasn't even planning on preaching today. Hey, man, I didn't think I was going to plan on preaching today. Hey, man. But I looked over in Isaiah 54 and verse 17. Did y'all see what that Bible says? That no weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper. And every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment, thou shalt condemn. Watch this. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. What, what's the context? Read verse 16. I quoted it to you earlier. I have created the smith that bloweth the coals and the fire. Brother, I remember coming in one time and noticing the service was a little damp. My preacher got up. Amen. Took a text from 1 Timothy. And before I know it, Brother Reigns, he had every sin I'd ever committed. Had it pointed out. We was going back to the house. My wife said, are we against that? I said, we are now. Amen. Amen. Are we going to do that? I said, we are now. That preacher preached it. I mean, brother, I went to church. I felt about half cold. I knew there's a fire in me. I knew I was saved. But down at the house of God, there was a man of God. Thank God that worked the hammer. He stoked the fire. He'd ask for the wind to blow. Hey, man, it didn't feel good sometimes when the hammer went to clanging. It didn't feel real good, Brother Scott. But every time I'd leave and I'd yield, you see, when a hey, man, when the church don't have a smell, they lose their metal. Amen. They use their ability to fight. They lose their ability to cut. And I come in just to be honest. I didn't have one to be at church. That man of God get up there, slobber and spit. He spit back to the second row. I thought it was milk from Canaan. I did. I said, hallelujah, preacher on preacher. Amen. White would form at the corners of his mouth. He gets, he's not doing that. I said, it's 
fixing to get on now. He gets to skip a little bit. And what, what was happening? That coal was a getting, is a getting some wind. That hammer was a clanking. That Bible was a knocking some sm- rough edges and making them smooth. Hey man, some jagged, some cuts, some dents in the blade. What's getting out? Hey man, God was using the smith to make me fit for the fight. Amen. Woo! Hallelujah. I'll never forget my wife sometimes. Man, I'm telling you what, they, they, they didn't like me. You know, they said, well, there ain't no sense in you having all these standards and, and morals and having soul winning desire. And uh, man, I'd just go knock on every door. I thought you were supposed to. I thought everybody was supposed to enjoy telling others about Jesus. And I, I remember we got back to the house and, uh, and somebody called uh, and they was mad because we was out soul winning over at Forest City Mall and we was handing out tracks and they all went down there just for show. And I'm going to tell you, to be honest with you, I felt some dings on the blade. But when I got back to church, uh, I don't know if somebody told him or the Holy Ghost, that man of God reached over there to Matthew chapter 28. Right back and preached on go ye therefore. Hey man, I see Say glory to God. I stood up on the pew. I said, Woo! Preach on, preacher. And before you know it, uh, that blade was heated up again. Uh, hey man, that hammer went to clanking again. Uh, hey man, that edge got on it again. Uh, hallelujah. I felt myself being swallowed up by the word uh, and the water. Uh, and then it went to oiling me up again. Uh, I walked out of the house of God ready to cut on. Uh, I say, Amen. Woo! I'll never forget the first time I was sitting on the second row, Brother Scott, about where you are and welcome home Baptist Church. And I've been hearing Brother Curtis Barbary talk about being filled with the Holy Ghost. And I was, a, I was a preacher. And I said, man, I don't know what he's talking about, but I feel like I need it. I got in the shavings, didn't get it. Got back to the house, second row. I said it the other day, Brother Frank then was there. Something came over me before I know it. I done ran around the church, testified, cried, begged God to forgive me. Amen. Crawled back over the second pew. Hallelujah. And from that day to this, amen, I've been drinking from the spout where the glory runs out. You say, what happened? I got old up. I'm talking about lathered up. Hey man, I went back and preached over at Brother Huntley's. And Brother Huntley, I said, What you gonna pray? I said, Genesis 1. I came to myself after about 15 minutes. And Brother Huntley was on top of my back, popping me on the back, filling up God. What was happening? How I can tell you is God was making me fit for the fight. Thank God for some blacksmiths. We need some. We thank God for. I want to strengthen them. I want to water them. I want to feed them. I want to encourage them. I appreciate all I've got. And these days I remember, hey man, it wasn't just long ago. I came into church about half defeated. Hey man, last Sunday, matter of fact, he ended up been asking for God to do something. And an hour and 35 minutes later, after God's people done, hey man, just about gave out. That flesh can't handle spiritual stuff. Hey man, folks is laid over about like this. Doug done took about two laps, three or four other folks. I don't know how y'all didn't have a, a collision. Had to be the Holy Ghost. 
how there's so many young people and older people. And I thought, great God, what happened? I'll tell you what happened. Somebody got to stomping on the windbag. Hey, man, in the wind. Got to stir in my heart. I felt like I got an edge back. God, I'm talking about I felt like God stirred me up. Hey, the big smith done showed up. The big smith had done stoked the fire. Woo! To church, we got to make sure that we got our smith where he ought to be. Amen. And here's what I got to thinking. I called my buddy out in Indiana. I was tore up this morning. I mean tore up. I called him out in Indiana. And here's what he said. He said, preacher, thank God. Here's what he said. God give us some men who will see the need for the smith. God give us some members who will sense the need for the smith. And God give us some memories <laughs> to make us long for the smith again. <laughs> oh, yes, amen. I remember one time I went home. And the man of God had preached. We was at a camp meeting. And he preached about how modest a woman ought to dress. And uh, man, I, I didn't feel it in my heart. And uh, the first message I preached, I preached in First Timothy 2. Men ought to lift up holy hands without wrath of doubt. And women ought to adorn themselves in godly apparel. I mean, it's only from the first message. Priests don't get used to the dark. Made about half of the people mad. Had a woman call me up. And she said, well, we, ain't, we can't afford dresses for, for my foster kids. So my wife gave her three. Amen. He said, Preacher Joe, my wife did it because I asked her to. But it wasn't long. God put it in her heart. What happened? God used me. Hey, man, just to have a burden on my heart. And before you know it, my wife had the burden. And before you know it, the wind got to blowing. And before you know it, hey, man, the smith got to clanging. And it wasn't just my conviction no more. It was my wife's conviction. Oh, thank God. I remember them times... Hey man, when it got so foggy up in the house of God, Brother Terry Pace is jumping on the pulpit, and Michael Dollar back in was, hey man, right, and he was climbing the wall, and old Brother Chris Kitchens, I was a stomping around, sound like I heard an elephant. Y'all remember that? It got so thick, preaching two hours on the book of Esther. Hey man, we got to praying. It felt like somebody opened the windows. It was God showing up. It got plumb foggy. You know what? Thank God them memories make me want to see them again. I want to experience it again. I desire it again. We got to have it. Amen. Now here's what I want to ask you, church. You got to expect Satan to try to disarm you. They don't want you fit for the fight. Don't need to be surprised when other Christians go down to the devil's workshop to get their tools Sharpen. Oh my, can I just say this? You won't find a fork down in the Philistines. A fork's used over there in the garden, maybe to clean out around the Rose of Sharon lily of the valley. Forks used, some forks are used to feed your soul. You won't find any gold down there. You'll find it at Israel, you won't find it at the Philistines. That gold's what Paul got to be in prick with that day kick against the pricks. You might not find, hey, the world can't feed you. You won't find conviction out there in the world. But God help us to find the smith. 
that'll reach over there to 2 Timothy chapter number 3, verse number 16. Hey man, the Bible said all scripture is given for, by inspiration for reproof, for, for, hey man, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. God help us to realize all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine. That's what we believe. That's false doctrine go around. But thank God for a smith that'll preach sound doctrine. Hey man, God help us to preach sound doctrine for reproof. They don't like that. Folks don't like correction. They don't like instruction. Have you ever noticed somebody that got one area of their life right? They may tithe right. They may give to the church right. But you go to getting on their little pet sin and they get mad, turn sideways, get offended and go out and leave. Somebody ought to say amen right there. Hey man, God help us as preacher, as a pastor of this church to use the tools. Hey man, and use the tears. Hallelujah that God's given us to see God make an image of himself in every single life. God help us not to faint. God help us not to fail. We've got too big of a calling to fail. It's God that made us. Oh, I had on my heart this morning. I don't want Landrum Independent Baptist Church to be without a smith. And I don't want to be the wrong kind of smith. I don't want to be one of those churches that don't have a testimony of helping other smiths. I want to help Brother Reigns. It's my desire. We're going to still give him a love offering just like he preached today. You know why, Brother Jared? Because I want to help my man of God who's been a smith all his life. I, you, know, you know what I, I want to do, Brother, Brother Michael? I, I want to make sure that when these young people come up, they've actually even seen us over I want to make sure they, when these young people come up, they've actually know what it's like to be around the fire, be where the wind blows, be where the water flows. Oh, hallelujah. The Bible says there was no smith. When it was all said and done according to the book of First Samuel in chapter 14 there wasn't but one that actually used the sword and his name was Jonathan so I want to ask you today you got your sword out you feel like your sword's sharp are you going down there to the devil's workshop to get your you won't find what you need down there the point of preaching is to state doctrine. The point of preaching is to preach truth, bring people to a decision. You're going to either have to confront you with the truth. You're going to have to enjoy the truth. The Bible said there'll be a day when they won't even endure the truth, much less enjoy it. We're living in that day. Here's what I want to ask you. Is having a smith important to Landrum Independent Baptist Church? I believe it is. That's why we like preaching around here. How many of you say, Preacher, don't worry about me. I'll just use my little file. I'll just use my little file. I'm too busy to worry about my sword being sharp. And I I won't even have to come to church. I won't be here on Sunday night. I ain't going to go down there to Brother Lenders. You might see me on one Wednesday a month. But to be honest with you, Preacher, I, I just ain't much interested in it. I appreciate every smith 
that had an impact in my life. I remember times when Preacher Pruitt couldn't even got to the place he couldn't even state a clear sentence. But he get hooked up in the Holy Ghost. He'd come back. I'd go visit Brother Raymond Guys. He didn't even know where he was. He's trying to leave the rest home that he always visited. I'd get up. I'd read over Ephesians 5. I meant being full of the Holy Ghost. He said, does somebody say Holy Ghost? And his eyes light up. Oh, man, thank God for the Smiths. In, in, in Israel, there was no Smith found. That means there's none found, there's none fashioning. And when they did have one in the book of Isaiah, he started failing, and eventually he fainted. We got to make sure they got water. We got to make sure that they got taken care of. The tools of Smith. How many of y'all enjoy the fire of God? Love the wind of God. Love the water of God. Oh, hallelujah. We got to have it. I appreciate what went on this morning. That's my heart today. Let's stand.